Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Embracer stocks are currently taking a beating. <laughs> May 26, 2023. This is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes. Coming up, a major shareholder in the old Lord of the Rings MMO is begging the developer to sell the company. That Gollum game is a dumpster fire, and we'll check out the week that was in video game news with the Friday Replay. Earlier this week, Embracer Group released their 2022 financial results. Along with the financial results, we also got word of Embracer backing out of a $2 billion deal with an undisclosed party. And as a result of pulling out of this deal, Embracer's stock has plummeted 44.82%, going from $4 per share on Tuesday night to just $2 Wednesday morning. Despite this $2 billion deal evaporating after seven months of negotiation, Embracer Group still did really well in 2022, with Embracer amassing $3.5 billion in net sales for the whole year, a 121% increase year over year. Though Embracer still paints this as a failure due to the lackluster sales of the Saints Row reboot and other titles that underperformed. The financial results also came with this year's financial predictions. Embracer lowered their previous expectation of $1.27 billion in sales for the 2023 fiscal year down to $843 million. This is entirely due to the $2 billion deal falling through. Overall, I'm kind of disappointed that Embracer didn't disclose more of the deal that evaporated. It would have been fascinating to know who sat on their thumbs for seven months on a $2 billion deal.
Following last week's announcement of Amazon making a new Lord of the Rings MMO in partnership with Embracer Group, the developer behind the first Lord of the Rings MMO, EG7, has their largest shareholder requesting a sale of the company. The shareholder wrote a letter to the board detailing why selling would be the best action to fulfill EG7's fiduciary obligations, pointing out that EG7, despite a diverse portfolio of MMOs, which includes EverQuest 1 and 2, DC Universe, and the previously mentioned Lord of the Rings Online, is one of the lowest publicly traded game stocks in the world, trading slightly above Embracer at $2.75 a share as of this recording. The shareholder letter continues to detail how they have confidence in the chairman of the board, Jason Epstein, and CEO Jim Ham. However, the shareholder is not confident that the video game market would give EG7 an appropriate valuation without a sale. The shareholder finishes by pointing out that previous management has permanently alienated EG7 from certain Swedish investors, showing a need for EG7 to look abroad for better opportunities. At the end of the day, EG7 does have a fiduciary obligation to make a return on investors' investments, though I doubt selling in the wake of Amazon making another MMO is a good decision. This letter reads more like a reactionary plea to make investors money before Amazon cuts into their profit. And it's still very much up in the air if Amazon can even deliver this new, new Lord of the Rings MMO. It could be a commercial failure like New World was when it first launched, due to inexperienced developers being mismanaged from the top down. Though only time will tell. Speaking of Lord of the Rings games, the newest Lord of the Rings game, Lord of the Rings Gollum, released yesterday, and it's pretty much an unmitigated disaster. Early reviews characterize Lord of the Rings Gollum as flat and uninspired. The UI is a particular sticking point for most, because the game looks like an alpha build with non-stylized fonts littering all of the dialogue choices. Though the problems don't stop with the UI. Gollum himself looks worse than the 2001 CGI model that Weta presented in the original trilogy, with Gollum looking like the Wish.com version of himself. Gameplay is stilted and repetitive, with stealth mechanics seemingly being shoehorned in at the last second. On top of all of that, Lord of the Rings Gollum has followed in the footsteps of every other AAA title this year, releasing as a goddamn buggy nightmare. The PS5 version of the game crashes pretty much non-stop, along with objectives not triggering, losing the ability to move Gollum randomly, and getting stuck in the floor upon respawning in certain locations. And that's just to name a few of the bugs that keep getting reported. Overall, Dedelic Entertainment pushed out a half-baked game despite the fact that Dedelic Entertainment delayed the Lord of the Rings Gollum for nearly two years, but apparently didn't refine these systems or polish this turd in all of that time. Alright, it's Friday, and this is where we would normally read a podcast review. If I had one, that's okay. I'm going to give you another week to leave us a review. So head on over to Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Podchaser, and Amazon and leave us a review so we can read it here on Fridays just before the Friday replay. All right, like I said, it's Friday, so let's check out the week that was in video game news with the Friday replay. 
Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. On Friday, the first publicly traded esports organization, FaZe Clan, laid off an estimated 40% of their remaining staff. According to LinkedIn, FaZe Clan employed around 200 employees, meaning a 40% reduction would mean around 80 people affected. FaZe Clan CEO Lee Trink informed the staff of the layoff through an email and attributed the layoffs to a, quote, material cost reduction to protect capital, meaning FaZe Clan is desperately trying to make the company profitable by cutting labor costs, though laying off employees doesn't address the main issue FaZe Clan faces. The issue is that 60% of FaZe Clan's entire revenue is tied to brand sponsorships, which is entirely dependent on the social reach FaZe Clan can offer potential sponsors. And Snoop Dogg's departure a couple of months back has significantly hindered FaZe's social reach. At the end of the day, though, I feel that the writing is on the wall and the future of FaZe is in jeopardy. In the coming months or even weeks, we might actually see the closure or bankruptcy of the first publicly traded esports organization, unless FaZe can somehow fix this sinking ship. During Take-Two's earning calls with investors last week, CEO Strauss Zelnick had one of the most tone-deaf takes on the industry I've heard in quite a while. Zelnick's take is that there is no, quote, pushback from gamers on the new normal of a $70 game, claiming that gamers are opting to buy fewer games and focus on a couple of blockbuster titles each year, despite there being a huge drone of backlash towards every title that releases for $70, and that the video game industry is seeing a huge decline in sales after most companies opted into the $70 price tag, which, to be fair, could be an indication of the financial downturn the world is currently going through, but is undoubtedly exacerbated by the $10 increase on most games. Not to mention that AAA game developers have been raking in record-breaking profits for decades now, squeezing every little penny out of the consumer via microtransactions, and now they're asking straight up for more. So, despite the backlash, game developers are going to push this price hike whether we like it or not. And none of that money will actually go to the people on the ground level busting their ass to push out these titles. It's all going to be in bonuses for the people who work at the top who make hundreds of millions of dollars already off of exploiting their workforce. Sony graced us with a surprise PlayStation showcase yesterday. Or at least it was a surprise to me. I had no idea it was coming. 
In the last three years of covering showcases, this is by far the best one we've had since Elden Ring's reveal. And as Aaron and I watched the hour and a half presentation, there were just more and more games that continued to make us both hyped all the way up until the very end. So without wasting too much more time, let's get into the announcements. The first game that caught my eye was Phantom Blade Zero, which looks to be a prequel to Phantom Blade series. The gameplay reminds me of Sekiro, but with an absolutely insane story that I would personally be interested to play. Phantom Blade Zero has an arbitrary 2023 release date. The next game is Neva, which looked to be a cel-shaded action-adventure game of some sort. We got a look at the female protagonist fighting off a horde of shadow monsters with her wolf companion. Sadly, heart-wrenchingly, the wolf companion is shown to fall in battle, and the protagonist mourns the death of her friend. But there to comfort her is a new wolf pup. Neva is being developed by Nomada Studio, the developer behind the title Gree, and has a 2024 release date. Continuing on with the most shocking announcements, we are officially getting a Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater remake, which I have a lot of feelings about. Granted, I love the Metal Gear Solid series, but my concern is that without Hideo Kojima's involvement, we could end up getting Metal Gear Survive hijinks. I also wonder if the original voice actor for Snake, David Hayter, is involved with this. The Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, which is actually called Metal Gear Solid Delta, is slated for some time in the fall of this year, which is actually really soon and super insane. The next surprise was the reveal of Alan Wake 2, which came with some gameplay and a definitive release date. So everyone can mark October 17th off on their calendar when they can traverse to Bright Falls once again, though in the shoes of an FBI agent looking for Wake as opposed to Wake himself. The surprises didn't stop with Alan Wake, though. We got a look at what Capcom is cooking up after they release Street Fighter VI in a week. Capcom revealed that they're working on Dragon's Dogma 2, the sequel to 2012's Dragon's Dogma. While we didn't get more information other than a small gameplay trailer, I'm still super hyped because we've been waiting for a sequel to one of Capcom's best RPGs for over a decade now. Moving on to new IPs shown off, Destiny developer Bungie has revealed their new IP Marathon, which is billed to be a sci-fi PvP extraction shooter. So think of the Hunt Showdown, but with cybernetically enhanced mercenaries instead of backwoods redneck occultists. Onto the hardware reveals, Sony announced that they've been working on a Wii U controller equivalent codenamed Project Q, which looks to be a PS5 controller cut in half and glued to the sides of an 8-inch tablet. Project Q will allow you to play your PS5 remotely, but doesn't seem to have any other functions, at least nothing that they've advertised yet. For the last announcement, Insomniac knocked it out of the park with the highly anticipated reveal of Marvel's Spider-Man 2, which was 15 minutes of uninterrupted gameplay showing off Peter Parker in the symbiote suit, which hints at Venom joining Spider-Man's rogues gallery. And Peter Parker is working with none other than Miles Morales to fight off Kraven the Hunter's forces. From what this trailer shows off, you'll be switching between Peter Parker and Miles Morales pretty frequently. Marvel's Spider-Man 2 is slated to release sometime in the fall. 
Overall, Sony came prepared to show out at this showcase and kept me engaged and at the edge of my seat the entire time. And to be perfectly honest, it's really nice to feel that hype again. Though, like always, I wasn't able to cover the whole hour and a half showcase, so if there's anything you want to check out from the full presentation for yourself, a link will be provided in today's show description. In esports news, Riot Games announced a new rule that has League of Legends pros potentially going on strike this weekend. A couple of weeks back, Riot Games announced that it was changing how the League of Legends Championship Series, or LCS, would field teams moving forward, allowing for LCS teams to pick players outside of the Lower North American Challengers League, or NACL. Riot announced this change was due to requests from the LCS teams themselves. However, LCS Players Association interpreted this change differently, with the LCSPA issuing a statement outlining how this could potentially ruin the NACL. Though we don't need to go through how this could be potentially damaging because LCS team owners following the news started cutting their NACL rosters. The LCSPA is looking to hold a formal vote to strike with players on Sunday morning, meaning if 26 out of the 50 LCS players vote to strike, we will have our first North American esports strike. Overall, it'll be interesting to see if Riot actually reverses their decision to effectively destroy the NACL, or face potential halt in competition right before the kickoff of the LCS Summer Split, which is slated for June 1st. All right, well, that's it for today's episode of Let's Play. Make sure you subscribe so you can come back on Monday for even more video game news. Follow us on TikTok at Let's Play Gaming News and leave us a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Podchaser, and Amazon. Story selection and writing by Aaron Pillen. You can follow him on Twitter at Lloyd underscore RNG. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Benderama and catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash limit. Break Radio. My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.